You're listening to Dirt Road Health and Hustle, a podcast on how to navigate life mindfully, not perfectly, while having a shit ton of fun along the way. We will talk all things whole body health and well-being, along with sharing our story of how, when all you have is a dirt road, you put your boots on and walk it confidently every day. Hello and welcome Episode three, here we are, and we are going to talk about today just getting people, I guess, maybe not even getting people on board, but just the experiences that we have had with our candida journey and the changing of your diet and eliminating certain foods and how that kind of has played into our family, social events, and whatnot. Anytime that, you know, you're making a drastic lifestyle change you will affect your family in some way, shape, or form. When I had initially, you know, started, I was like, oh, it's not going to be that big of a deal. It's really just me making the change, which it is ultimately me making the change. But I do the grocery shopping, the meal planning, most of the cooking. I mean, my husband does some cooking whenever I ask him to or if he feels like making something in particular. But ultimately, I kind of control everything that comes into the home which is, I feel, easier. Cutting out the dairy has been really easy for me, just because I'm not really a huge dairy person to begin with. But, you know, you miss that cheese a little bit on some things, and then you're taking that away from a family who likes your mac and cheese and my homemade Alfredo and all those Mm -hmm. different things. So trying to think of non-dairy recipes and looking at that hard type of stuff. I'd really love a cookbook that is devoted to dairy-free cooking. My niece, actually, she said that there's this one by Kristen Cavallari, um, True Roots, and then another one where she does a lot of, like, gluten-free, a lot of, like, food allergy free cook baking, basically, and cooking, and she has some recipes, but so I'd like to take a look at that book and just see what that has for options. I know I've Googled dairy-free. Yes, I've tried to. It's and it's like, you just don't ever know what you're getting if you're right. going to waste your money on <laughs> yep. recipes. Yep. I don't like recipes that have a ton of stuff where I have to, like, randomly go buy odd stuff. That I'm going to use just for that recipe. Yes. Yeah. So that is something that I would love to be able to find. So if anybody knows of any good dairy-free cookbooks that they'd recommend, definitely let me know. Basically, we can make this change gradually for our families, even though instantly... When you get those test results, you're like, okay, I can't have it anymore. It's just, how do you go about that? So we'll maybe just talk about each of our experiences Experiences. with that. Yeah. If you want to go first. Sure. Mine was very slow to start. When I got the blood work test results back stating, you know, I'm extremely sensitive to dairy, so I should not have any dairy. And then eggs and gliadin, which is a form of wheat. And then having the high candida, switching to all meat and veggies was definitely not easy for my family. My husband was like, I can't believe you're doing this. Why don't you just stop eating so much junk? Which really, I don't think I was eating that much junk. It was just the sugar-based stuff that is in everything that you eat anyways. Right. But it's like, <laughs> it's like the, t- the tomato it's sauce like, and the, yeah. you know, the random stuff that you don't realize has that much sugar in it. Like yeah. he's like, why don't you just cut back on all that stuff? And, and so 
it was not easy getting them all on board and I do the grocery shopping and he does the cooking most of the cooking so we need to work together in that respect because I'm shopping for what he's making and so I do ask him his opinions and I know like my girls like Tracy just said the Alfredo my girls love chicken Alfredo and so we make homemade Alfredo which calls for milk or not milk but the milk milk and parmesan parmesan lots of butter and lots of butter yes lots of butter so Okay, I can't have that. They can. Uh-huh. So there was a very challenging first few weeks of him not wanting to cook two separate meals and this and that. And so it was more of like, an okay, how about you cook the meat and then just take some out for me and then finish your meal and I'll make the rest of my stuff. So that's basically what we did at first until it kind of just melded into, okay, we're just eating meat and vegetables. Like, there is no more spaghetti. There is no more chicken alfredo. There is no more stuff like that. So it it slowly evolved into that. And after he saw how much, like, the bloat and weight I was losing, he was like, holy crap, maybe I should do something like this. And I'm like, well, you really don't need to. If you don't feel like you need to, like he's always felt fine. And he's always been a very healthy eater. I have been the one to have an issue with sugar. He didn't grow up having sweets in his house and he doesn't have like a sugar tooth like I had. So it definitely helped him. But it was a very challenging first few weeks getting everyone on board and understanding. I mean, my daughter was making chocolate chip cookies the first week because she wanted cookies and I couldn't have them. And so there was a lot of that happening the dairy is very hard for me to remove completely from our house that's the thing where I'm like if I could have dairy like I'd rather just not be able to eat chocolate I still want to eat my cheese (laughs) that's almost harder for me Uh, so I can't I feel like I can't take that away from them so that's the one thing that definitely will not leave our house is the dairy I just don't eat any of it oh and snacking the girls are always hungry and I'm like well you eat more meat at supper time you won't be hungry right after supper yeah. um andy my youngest has been horrible lately she's turned into a picky eater i don't know where it came from she used to be perfectly fine and now like steak venison all she wants is hamburgers all the time and i'm like no that's not the only food we're making mm-hmm. so she's turned into a very picky eater and i'm like well you need to get some form of protein so she's always wanting snacks and i make sure to have carrots always cut up There's always apples in the house. There's always bananas, peppers. She likes peppers. And right now I have broccoli in the house, but it's not cut up. Mm -hmm. But something healthy that they can snack on because then they'll constantly ask, Mom, can we have a snack? I'm like, only if it's healthy. And if they can't find something healthy, they don't get it. So it's up to them on how hungry they really are. Right. That's really it for kind of my journey. It's just... It's now maintaining it and continuing to get better because there's definitely still tons of improvement for us to make. There always is Mm -hmm. um, with what I am buying. But there are those certain staples that just won't leave our house, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't expect my family to give up the ice cream, to give up the milk with their cereal. Like, yeah, I just, even prior, I just had never really drank the milk. I mean, I love ice cream and 
That's a big so one. that is, milk I guess, cereal was a big one for me too. Yeah. So. See, I'm not a cereal milk person at all. You know, my family is, and I think that for me, integrating what I'm doing was like kind of you had said in the beginning, where okay, I'd make them chicken alfredo. I would make the chicken chickens separate. Yeah. I would make vegetables separate, yeah. and then that's what we would eat. Spaghetti. I was able to have spaghetti sauce. Not in the beginning with the sugar content, but right. not, I mean, it was probably after six or eight weeks, I think mm -hmm. I could implement that because there's not that much sugar even in no. my spaghetti sauce that I buy. So I was very conscious of, okay, how many grams of sugar is there even in here? Is it really going to matter? But I would not have the pasta noodles, so I would just have the spaghetti sauce with the meat over vegetables, and then they would have the spaghetti noodles mm -hmm. with, you know, whatever else, and then I would make bread. I have never been a huge bread person, so that wasn't really that big of a deal uh, to not eat bread with my meal. My family likes to eat bread with the meal. I but eat bread with every meal if oh, it was really? up to me. <laughs> I love yeah, bread. so there was a lot of things that I felt like, okay, I already don't really do a lot of it. it just because of how I've been going through this journey, you know, for however many years now, that I had already cleaned up and got rid of a lot of that extra stuff. The family, you know, we've always been a healthier eating family. So I think at first my husband was the same way of like, okay, you have already been eating healthy, but right. now you have right. this issue going on. But, you know, again, going back to organic sugar is still sugar. Drinking alcohol is still, and stress. Those are like your top mm -hmm. three things that can cause this to happen. And like I've mentioned before, I feel like everybody I know has it. And just by different things they might say to me or, you know, people do reach out to me with some of their health things and it's like, ooh, are you eating a lot of mushrooms? Uh, you know, that's coming from a mold family and you might be reacting to that. People reach out to me with certain questions of different things that they've been going through where I'm like, yeah, you know, sounds like a high candida situation. Let's, how about you stop the sugar for a while or, you know, at least reduce your fruit or just kind of giving a little bit of tips for people that aren't quite ready to get the full testing and to go through such a lifestyle change. Because again, it does affect everybody that's in your family or even in just your circle of friends or even coworkers because, you know, I don't work out of the home. I am at home. So I have easy access to make my food. Now you're somebody who right. works outside of the home and has to pack a lunch right. and such. So it's very different with having, you know, you could even be tempted by, hey, Amy, let's go for lunch oh, from yeah. a coworker or oh, yeah. somebody, I don't know, bringing you lunch or, oh my gosh, we're ordering in today. Who wants stuff? They've ordered in, I think, three times or okay. less. How many times? And yeah, it. Work orders in for all the employees on occasion. They hand out treats. They had cake for May the 4th be with you day. Like, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of random stuff that it's like, oh, no, got to pass. And then I, they, oh, they brought around McDonald's for lunch or breakfast one morning. And I was like, uh, I'll just take the orange juice. <laughs> because I couldn't have anything that they had, you know. And so, mm -hmm. and they're like, really? I'm like, I can't eat it. Right. And so... It's not easy. Right. So that's like that a stuff. whole new set of challenges that you're dealing with and trying to incorporate again into your everyday lifestyle where you're able to be a part of something even though you're not able to mm -hmm. eat exactly what they're having or yeah. what's being and It was in. actually really nice because one of my leaders, he asked me because they're starting um, cookouts once a month for the 
May through September, so next week they're doing a cookout for everyone. And he's like, are you going to be able to eat, like, this, this, and this if we have a cookout? And I was like, yes, I'll be able to eat it. Like, yeah. thanks for asking, you know. But, I mean, if I wouldn't have been able to, i just pack my own lunch. So it's right. not a huge deal. I mean, I'm not just because of me. Make right. It, it, I mean, I feel like generally anywhere I go, there's always meats and there's right. always vegetables. And that was the thing was, okay, you're going to have meat and a veggie tray. I'm good. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so I feel like that is not... You know, that wasn't really hard. It was just basically changing the mindset of it yes. because it once it all happened and took place, it was like, oh, this really isn't that bad. You know, you go to birthday parties or family mm-hmm. events or even I have hosted events and I just always make sure, okay, I need to have dairy-free options for myself and then the normal stuff that we'd probably normally have for everybody else. But my husband had even mentioned that with changing to eating the meat and the veggies at dinner he had noticed a huge difference in his heartburn and I mean he's battled that for a very long time I mean he went in got his throat scoped had you know to see and they had said to him that you have some intolerances that are you can tell are causing the inflammation and we had done that Everly well test with him as well he knows what he's intolerant to. I shouldn't say it's at the top of his forefront because he doesn't actively really try to eliminate Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But just eliminating the dairy, even the amount of dairy that I've made for my family has made an impact. So that is something that I feel pretty proud of, that they've just kind of become accustomed to it and right are seeing the health benefits i guess that's kind of true too where like we used to have yogurt and berries for lunch on the weekend sometimes where we're not doing that much anymore cheese is the biggest thing that really cheese and milk are the only two like dairy staples where everything else we typically had that was dairy related has kind of definitely gone down right so i mean even if it's not completely eliminated for your family it's naturally going to be reduced because you're probably not buying as much of it Right. And then you're also not planning all your meals, meals around, around it. it. Yeah. So. Uh, Sorry, my dairy farmer friends. Yeah. My, my friend Sarah was like, what? <laughs> when we were on our vacation, <laughs> we had to fill out this form for our guided hike about, like, if there's any food allergies because they were doing, they provided lunch for us. And we all put that we had a dairy sensitivity or that we were, couldn't yeah. have dairy. Like no dairy is what everybody just kind of were like, okay, well, let's all just say no dairy then. Right. And when we got there, he's like, okay, can you please explain to me how four women from Wisconsin are dairy intolerant? <laughs> and I'm like, that's exactly why we're dairy intolerant because it's all we have. Too much of it. Yep. So it was just kind of funny. But, um, you know, my kids have complained, oh, my God, we're having steak again. Yes. Or we're having... You know, same thing the other night. Yeah. More meat. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So that is something I think that is naturally going to happen with them. And no matter how much I try to change things up or cook different things, I'm like, we eat out enough Mm -hmm. that, I mean, if we're eating out one or two times a week, that's pretty normal. And you're able to order whatever you want at that option. I don't ever do steak two nights in a row. I might... If we have, like, oh, a leftovers, right. yeah. then I might, like, cut the steak up and make it in some sort of something pasta else. dish or something right. else for them. Uh, so I think that is something that, I guess that's the only thing that I've heard, I guess, is a negative from anyone in my family is 
Oh, we're having steak again. That's all we eat is steak. And I'm thinking, man, if I could have been young having steak all the time. Right. Like, yeah. If I would have ate this good that's at a your age. good thing. Yeah. Mine was roast beef and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Every other day. <laughs> no, my grandma. My grandma did a lot of roasts. And, and to roast this day, I don't do roasts. I don't either. Like, no, so now my kids probably like won't rarely, want steak. We, like, rarely have roast. We have a lot in our freezer. Yeah. We need to start making them. Yeah. Uh, another thing, I guess, when it comes to just kind of incorporating this into your everyday lifestyle is the people that you're around and like we kind of were talking about co-workers I do feel that it's important to remember that whatever people are in your life family friends or co-workers if that they may not support your changes that you're doing and to keep that keep in the back of your mind that it's not about you it's about them Right. That's if you really, truly yes. think about it, because these changes that I'm making, do, do they have some sort of impact on the people I'm with? Yes. But does it necessarily affect them? No. No. It shouldn't. Not, negative, <laughs> not negatively. You right. know, like, you're not starving. You're not going to go hungry. You're not getting fed bad food. You will leave with a full tummy. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's, it's easy sometimes to get wrapped up into what people are thinking about you or people judging the choices that you're making or, oh, my gosh, what diet are you on now? Yeah. And that nothing makes me more mad than the word diet. Yeah, it's not a diet. It's just a food change. Lifestyle, right. healthy food change. Correct. We're making a lifestyle change with our foods so that we can be better, well-rounded people and feel good. And I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of us walking around daily in our lives that they don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. But they won't admit it or well, they think it's just normal. normal. I say that's the biggest thing is people I think a lot of people think it's just normal. Right. Oh, it's normal to feel like that crap. Was my, that was my thing before I started all this was I'm like, oh it's just bloatedness again. Or then once you do the change is just like whoa right okay yeah and I'd always know I'm like it's something I'm eating it's you know with how I have been with health I'm like okay something that I'm eating is making me feel this way Mm -hmm. but what is it right think about all the things that you eat in a day and again go back to the food journaling even if you write down every single thing you put in your mouth you still would be like whoa I am consuming a lot of food Mm -hmm. in a day Mm-hmm. junk food, healthy food, no matter what it is. Like, can you maybe scale back a little bit on some of that? Right. I guarantee we all could. I know I could, I should probably scale back a little bit on my protein. I don't know. I, I mean, I keep track of it pretty closely, but you know, there might be, I might have, be having a little extra stuff because if I know that my dinner is going to be a little bit later at night than normal, I'll grab, you know, a beef stick, which is like 10 grams of protein and you know, I don't really figure that into my daily meals, meals. necessarily. So, yeah. but I don't, I personally don't believe you can have too much protein. I could be wrong. Again, I'm still researching and learning more about the protein, but I will say that I have experienced nothing but benefits from incorporating this amount mm-hmm. of protein into my life. Mm-hmm. And like I said, my husband has also. So my friend Carrie, she has been doing her health journey as well and um, she had started working out and she had joined this Facebook group that really motivates her and has different classes in the morning that's really gotten her moving and changing and just feeling way better about herself but she has a mantra that her and I have talked about 
over and over again, you know, as we love to talk all things health as well. But for her mantra, when people don't show her support or when they criticize her lifestyle choices, she just says, when you make the choice to invest in your health, stay in your lane. And by that meaning, don't allow people to put you in the ditch because you are making these health choices for you first and then people that are in your family or in your life are only going to benefit from all the effort that you make. And I think it's sometimes one of those things that we don't pay enough attention to is to the people that are cheering us on and supporting us and asking the questions or even just inquiring about yeah. what's going on. I'll say even, I know my sister too would ask me when she started occasionally she'd be like, so what about this? She'd ask me like a question randomly. She'd throw it out there and I'm like, oh, well, I don't do this because of blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's neat to, for people to understand and know why I'm doing what I'm doing and how it makes you feel. Cause then it kind of just gives them triggers on occasion, probably right. when they feel a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, and I've paid attention to the people that know what I'm doing, but don't ask questions or have never inquired about it. And that's fine too, because if you don't care, I don't want you to inquire, you know, cause obviously right. it's not important to you to know, but I just think that that's something that when you're doing any sort of big lifestyle change of any sort, whether it's eating, exercising, moving, changing jobs, whatever it may be, just pay attention to those people that are reaching out. And I think it kind of goes back to, you know, promoting that person into a different category and letting them know, hey, you mean a lot to me. Like you are important to me or you even just asking one thing about what's going on that really makes me feel good. And I think it's really important to tell those people that because they're very few and far between. Mm -hmm. And you need all the support that you can anytime you're making these lifestyle changes. And sometimes the people that we think are going to be our most support are the exact opposite right. and don't support us at all with it. Yeah. So yeah, my personal belief on that is that you instantly know your support system and then there's going to be people that will see you being successful. And for some reason, either whether it be jealousy or envy or they're not, you know, willing to accept change. Accept change. Yep. That's a big change is hard. You know, it kind of becomes more of an inconvenience to them because you're doing things different. And instead of trying to accept the change and get to know what your process is, they choose to take a different path. And that's okay. I'm not saying that it's not okay, but just don't focus on those people. Right. Because it's thinking of this today, too, a little bit, where there, there's leaders and followers, you know, like where some people are just natural born leaders and they're going to take charge and they're going to understand that change is inevitable and they're going to always be willing to get better and do better and help lead and guide those that are willing to follow. I, myself, am, I've just always been more of a follower, not necessarily a leader, where I'm learning and growing as someone's mentoring me. It's basically my mentality behind it. But I'm the type of follower that is willing to make the change where some right. of them aren't. And so, it, yeah, there's that line of people that are just not, 
there's me like, meh, no, yeah. I'm cool with where I'm at. I don't want anything to do with you. But and, I, and you don't, but I don't think you follow anything you don't believe in. So there's also True. that yes. difference. Yes. That's you know, the like thing. there's followers yes. who just jump just, on whatever. Just because. Anybody right. says. Right. Yeah. You, you know, know I think you are more I, of a thinker and a follower. Like you yeah, kind of. better word. Right. Yeah. You're not like, oh, sure, yeah, I'll do it. And then tomorrow we're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try this. Like, you're not kind of ping-ponging all over the place. Right. And I will say that when you decide it, you decide, you do it. Like, you do, you have those traits of a leader where when you've made that decision, you're going to sure. keep going forward, forward with it. Yeah. And that's a good quality to have as well. as well. In these situations, you know, again, stay the course and keep mm-hmm. your eyes focused on your own personal growth. And as hard as that is... You know, reach out to somebody that has been your support or maybe even has only asked one question and maybe talk with them about it or, you know, find those people that you Mm -hmm. can get together with and just talk about so that you can sort through those feelings because you're going to need all the determination. You're going to need the confidence. You're going to need the motivation. You're going to need self-control. Yeah. Discipline. (laughs) You're going to need all that. And I do believe that sometimes when you have that self-doubt because other people are doubting you or other people yeah. are looking at you differently, you may think, oh, man, like, am I making the right choice? Am I, you know, even if all the signs are there that you feel better and you're doing better and you're looking better and there's still something that you may feel is missing when you don't have the support of, like I said, those certain people that you're like, they should be supporting me. They should mm-hmm. be the ones cheering me on and they're not. You got to let it go. Right. And again, it's one of these things where as you make changes in your life, because we all go through several changes as we grow, that the universe will just naturally weed out those people that are not meant to be in this chapter of your life, because this is just a chapter. Mm -hmm. Who knows what next year is going to be or where you're going to be at with stuff and who's going to be there, but let those people know and reach out to those people. Yeah. And the rest just kind of let fall to the wayside. It is unique and interesting to learn. Because you can't force anyone to be on board with you. Right. You can't force your own family. You can't force anybody. And I think going into this whole process, it wasn't even, I didn't think you could force anyone to do it. I just thought, well, I'm going to make these changes. It's going to affect nobody when I was wrong. Right. Because it does affect people. Right. Right. But... It's not affecting the people in a negative way unless those people allow it to be because it's yes. not me. It should be mostly positive change. Correct. Mm-hmm. But different different things can be scary for a lot of people, and that's okay too. You just got to kind of work through it and be flexible because I think that's something that I've learned as well is to be flexible and be prepared. Making be my prepared. meals. I have to be flexible with it to be like, okay, like... Yeah, we had steak last night. How many times a week should I expect my family to have steak, even though I'm going to have it for probably 12 meals out of the week? You know, like, what do they want to have? Yes. And just being prepared, too. Preparing yourself for, like Tracy talked before, on, you know, road trips, vacations. And I was just recently on a trip, too. And so it's preparing yourself for that. Don't let it surprise you. Right. Yeah, you have to set yourself up to have success with it and part of that is the meal prep and a friend of mine last night had asked me at the ball diamonds oh what are you guys doing for supper like on nights like oh, and, you know and I'm like you know normally I have freezer meals all like prepared ahead of time 
And I'm like, I did not do that this year. I'm like, I don't know. What the heck? Like, all of a sudden, it was just here, baseball season, and I had put zero thought into it. But I think it's just because I've been so focused on my particular health journey and making sure that I have my daily meals that it just totally, like, skipped my brain. I'm like, oh, I really should probably do a little more prep because I don't want to be eating out and grabbing. I mean, yes, I can have a hamburger and stuff, you know, no bun, and I can get a salad, and those things are good on the go, but I don't want to be doing that all the time, and I don't want to be getting a concession stand burger all the time because even though it's meat, it's not something that I chose or I prepared myself, so I feel like I can do a healthier version. Right. So that is something that I myself was like, oh, I got to get back into that and do some more freezer meals so that I am more prepared as the busy summer season is here because we're going to be doing camping and baseball and all those good things. And I don't want my health to slide, right? even though it gets kind of busy. Meal planning. Yeah. (laughs) That, I think, is all that I have. I don't know if you have anything else that... No, I think we covered it all. That know that it's not easy. It's change. Not everyone loves change and push through. Mm-hmm. Next episode, we're going to chat more on protein and how important it is. Our show can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Be sure to go to our website, www.dirtroadhealthandhustle.com, and subscribe to the monthly dirt so you get the latest information, health and wellness tips, and a recap of each month's episodes. Keep your boots on. Keep your boots on.